Coming up, we've got Mummy Fever. How about you? The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. How are we all doing today? I'm doing great. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. And we have a very exciting episode for you today. As we said last week, we've got that mummy feeling vibe going on right now and we are going to roll right along with it at this time we've already told you our thoughts well rhinos at least told you his thoughts and opinions on uh the mummy the mm-hmm. the brand new tom cruise start of the dark universe mummy i may or may not haven't we're recording this a week ahead of time so uh gash knows what how i actually feel about that maybe good maybe bad really doesn't matter anyway at all because we're not here to talk about that movie we are here to talk about the mummy in general you excited yeah oh i'm always excited about mummies yeah but are not really not, not really are you my mummy no we're not talking about the doctor who mummies we're talking about uh well technically we're talking about revenge of the mummy this is a ride review episode mm-hmm. um and you know of course we are we have to give a little bit of history in terms of that too so it's going to go a little bit deeper than just um than just the mummy movies that came out because well as we've said on other episodes before um it's uh, the mummy really goes back a lot deeper um in terms of the history of universal because the mummy came out in 1932 originally it was part of the universal classic monsters i mean they weren't known as that all the way back then they were just universal monsters in that time but um the movie was was just um just one of one of the great universal classic monsters movies um of course boris karloff played the mummy mm-hmm. or well i mean as uh, he played the mummy but um you know in we know his name as imhotep so one of one of the things was they, his name Imhotep in the original too? It was, yeah. They oh, okay. actually one of the things they did carry over um obviously the movies um the original mummy and the the reboot of the mummy with Brendan Fraser uh, have have many differences. I don't I don't want to say that they're the exact same, but they do have differences. Um, one of the, one of the similarities is that the mummy's name is Imhotep. Um, you have Anaxana Moon, the princess. She is, she is always also, a princess too. Yeah, she's oh. she's a princess as well in that. And you know, so so they keep those names, the ideas. Um, uh, I, I believe I, it's been a while since I've watched the mummy. I think about two years now, but I believe in the Brendan Fraser one, it's the book of the dead that brings it back to life. But I believe in the classic mummy film, it's the scroll of life that brings the mummy to life. I could be very wrong about that, but, um, well, they added the book it, of the living in the second one, right? 
Mm, yeah, I, I think they did too. It's been even longer since I've watched the the second the Mummy Returns. Um, you know, because hot air balloons in Egypt just make absolutely no sense at all <laughs> together. But yeah, so the Mummy, nineteen thirty two, Boris Karloff. Uh, you might also remember him from a little movie called Frankenstein. If you're a fan of uh, Universal classic monsters he was also frankenstein but you know the the mummy just it, it has an instri- interesting legacy in terms of the universal um in terms of the universal classic monsters universe because it actually was one of the few ones to not really get a a direct sequel so um because like frankenstein had bride of frankenstein and continued its legacy but the mummy didn't get anything else it got kind of a reboot with the mummy's hand in 1940 and then that kind of spurred some sequels um with the mummy's tomb the mummy's ghost the mummy's curse and then uh in terms of the classic monsters universe it wrapped up um with abbott and costello meet the mummy which you know, you throw Abbott and Costello and classic monsters into it, and then you you just get some great stuff. So, uh, the Mummy was kind of revived back in the fifties through the seventies with um, Hammer Horror, which, if you're not familiar with that, um, it's it's kind of like the next generation of of these classic monsters mm-hmm. in, in a reborn way, but through. Um, through the the brits with um hammer films so um some of these are not that good uh but if if you're definitely interested in these characters these monsters it's definitely something that you absolutely should look into because some of the some of the movies are very very good but that leads us up to the great old year of 1999 which rhino i i know you remember what you were doing back in 1999 yeah, I do. Going to see the mummy. Yeah, you are going to see the, movie. the mummy. So then we, yeah, we jumped. Pretty sure I saw this in the theaters. I remember when it was coming out. Like I remember the previews for it. I honestly don't think I saw the mummy in the theaters. I think it was one of those surprises. And when it came on Blue uh, uh, VHS back then or DVD, even I, I had think it on it was, VHS. I think yeah. the original one. Yeah, I, I think I watched it. and I was like, oh, that's that's a surprise. This uh, is really good. Was um. Was this the same year as Star Wars, or this is the year after? Uh, this would have been the same exact year as Star Wars. Okay, so Star that's Wars what I remember. I remember being two thousand two. Actually, and- I lied and said I was going to see it in the movie theater because my mom wanted me to wait to see it when my my dad was like deployed somewhere and I was terrible. Yeah. and I was like, well, I don't want to wait, and so I said I was going to see the Mummy, and I went into Star Wars. What a mistake! <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a mistake. I think in terms of history. Uh, I did as, end as up much seeing as, The Mummy too in the theater, as, though. As much as we're both Star Wars fans, I think I would actually rather watch The Mummy than The Phantom Menace. And oh, I know yeah, that might be original, sacrilege. And, but. No, no, no. Because the, the, this was like – it was like – essentially the the first Brendan Fraser Mummy movie was like Indiana Jones. Yeah. And that's what was so great about it. It had that same feeling of like a modern yeah. Indiana Jones. No, and I, I would argue that one of the only movies uh, – well, there was uh, several movies afterwards that captured that exact same magic. The first Pirates of the Caribbean movie had that same action-adventure mm-hmm. Fun to it, and then, um, then if we we move on forward to National Treasure, I feel like National Treasure also had that fun, goofy campiness to it. Um, that that just agree. a yeah. really good time. But the first Mummy movie was it ended up being actually kind of a surprise hit. As I said, it opened up in in 1999. I believe it opened up just slightly before Star Wars, and that probably ended up uh, 
killing how well it really could have done um, worldwide. But for those of you don't, who don't remember, basically, um, it's it's the story of uh, an expedition that goes to Egypt on a dig site. Uh, led, you know, Rachel Weiss was there. And well, it's like during World War One, right, or something, or or is yeah, it, it was um sometime after that. It's, it takes place in the twenties, so okay, All so right. it's I after World remember. War One. I, I thought there was some sort of battle, and that's how Brendan Fraser ended up in the in the desert in the beginning because he was out there before it happened. Yeah, and then there's some time passes or something. Yeah, and I mean we're just going in basic, basic, basic into the uh, the plot of it. I guess it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really affect the ride per se. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but in, in terms, so they're out there looking for the Book of the Living. Um, the Book of Amun Ra. According to this, but, um, you know, there's an American expedition out there, British expedition. They're all, they're all looking for the same stuff, but um, the Americans end up discovering the Book of the Dead. Um, which, uh, and then also the, the jars that are containing, um, the Kenobi jars, a Nux on a moon, mm. mm-hmm. which can we just have an episode where we say a Nux on a moon over and over again, a Nux on a moon. <sighs> oh gosh. Arnold Voslo, whatever happened to him? He went to be on bones several times. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was David Boreanaz's uh, nemesis. And I was, I was like, ah, this guy does not yeah. look quite as. Menacing as he did in, in the yeah. Mummy, but no, well, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So uh, basically, um, it, they call her Evie in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser's pet name for her. Yeah, and uh, as well as her brother John's. Um, ah, yes, I love the brother played by I believe John Hanna is his name or John Hyde, one of them. John Hanna, um, you're John right. Hanna. Yeah. Um, and so basically, yeah, she reads from the Book of the Dead, awakes Imhotep, and then Imhotep starts um, – he, he starts basically coming after. Just terrorizing, yeah. Yeah, just you've, terrorizing. You've got yourselves – you know, and there's a lot of these – those uh, classic mummy motif kind of things yeah. in there. you got the scarab beetles and – Yeah. And, you know, you said the jar, the canopy jars and stuff. That's yeah, even how I, you say I really, it. I think that's how you say it, but – yeah, and um, you know, then it becomes Brendan Fraser, some Americans who get wiped out quickly one by one. Rachel Weiss and uh, and the brother all going up against Imhotep, and mm-hmm. uh, alongside by why, um, uh, gosh, what's uh, what's his name? I cannot think of it. The guy who uh, then went on to be in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Oh, the Magi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's his name in real life? I, I, Jonathan Hyde? Is that who? No, no, no. No, That's I can't remember guy. what his name is. Um, uh, gosh, it, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But it, it's in it, too. Again, none of this matters. Just, just giving you an idea of what happens in the very first Mummy movie. Because, you know, the, this becomes a hit. And then it spawns the sequel. Um I know you're looking it up right now. Yeah, I can't. It's I, probably. It's, it's hard to see. It's yeah. Well, you're blind. So you're blind. You're blind. I should have looked up Mummy Returns. He's probably higher up on the cast list than that one because I forgot about all the Americans from the first movie that, until you just mentioned that. Yeah. And then I remember they're getting yeah, picked they off. Get and they picked off. One goes blind, yeah. and the and then the, the the one eats the other one. Yeah, they uh, they, uh, they it absolutely happens in that. Um, so oh, dead fair. Is that who? You're yeah, talking? yeah, yeah. That's thank you. The Magi. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I. It's one of those names. You know, it's always on the tip of your tongue, and you just can't quite get it out. But 
Okay, so yeah, then in 2001, I believe just like two years later, then we have The Mummy Returns, uh, which we're not going into any of that. But but then, it gave us the Dwayne The Rock Johnson's yeah. um, premiere into cinema. Yes, and he was the Scorpion King at the yeah. end of that film, which spawned a spinoff with his own movie of the Scorpion King. And then finally, years later, we kind of get come back around and we get a third mummy movie that uh, brings Brendan Fraser back on the big screen. But where does all of this take place in terms of with revenge of the mummy, the, the great attraction at universal Orlando. So basically what happens is the mummy comes out. It's a big success. Um, and, Universal decides that they want to do a dark ride about it, which why wouldn't they? It is a Universal movie. So um, they they go about starting to design it. The process, it took uh, just just a little while, not not super long. So they, they were able to get a mummy ride out pretty quickly. So it opened in uh, May of 2004. And basically, The Revenge of the Mummy is a direct sequel to The Mummy. So, and it's a sequel entitled, Rhino, do you know what the sequel's entitled? Revenge of the Mummy? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> it's almost like they, they wanted to play it so on the nose that they made it the name of the ride. So, yes, Revenge of the Mummy. This is, this is the new film that they're setting up, a fictional sequel that they're, they're trying to get set up to, to get ready to do it in the old building that they had to kick, off, uh, kick out King Kong for. Which is really sad. I never got to experience King Kong. I was too afraid to do it when I was a kid because I thought it really brought you up that high. Also, did you know there were four Scorpion King movies? I did not know there were that many. That makes me nauseous. One was just released in 2015. All, All... straight to duty but yeah um one of my one uh, a cool memory i have of when i was a kid coming to universal or i guess if you're telling me 2004 i it would have been out some between time between it could have even been right before the movie came out before the first mummy movie yeah. came out because that's i think the last time i went before 2003 or before i was older so they had props from the movie at the park Oh, I, rem- really? I remember seeing the book, and I remember oh. the key, and I remember they were all out in the street, like outside of where the – kind of in that area where the attra- – th- at least this is where I'm remembering them – was in that area outside yeah. of the attraction. So this would have been 98. Yeah, it would have been before the movie came out. Wow. 98 or – I was in eighth grade, so it yeah. could have been 99. Yeah. Wow. So it was, I just have that very specific memory of getting to see all these really cool props from this mummy movie. And I, I was. That's another reason why I always enjoyed Universal because I was like, "Oh, I gotta did, did see this." Did you take this. pictures though? Well, I'll tell you what. We probably did, but my mother, um, I have discovered recently a shoebox, and it was filled with rolls of film. And so now it's really expensive to develop film again. Yeah. So we've been sending them off one at a time. And I recently just got a rollback that had um, me with the DeLorean from when I was a kid at Back Ooh. to the Future from out front of the Time Institute. So I'll have to. Um, I'll have to call my mom and see if I can bring some of these for the show or something yeah. like that. Because I know I definitely have photos of those props. We'll, we'll write it off. Yeah. So it, we'll do it as a tax write-off. A tax write-off. To, That's to be $30 roll that. of film. And I bet like two photos. The problem is it's because it's in a shoebox and she didn't take care of it. Essentially, the 32 uh, pictures you took, two or three come out okay yeah. now. So it's like, uh, well, my childhood, whatever. Yeah, you know. It's, it's cool. It, it's that's the problem with time you know if only we could have always been digital then it would have just made all of our lives simpler but put it in a bottle 
Sorry. Oh, I thought you were about to go in and start singing some uh, some <laughs> Christina Aguilera, some genies in a bottles, and all that good stuff. No, okay, just me. Fantastic. Take your genie bottle, rub it all over. So That's a community <laughs> reference. Sorry, <laughs> I know. And so, yeah, basically, you have the Museum of Antiquities, mm-hmm. and that's your facade for the Revenge of the Mummy. It looks like a grand museum. You're going inside, and you, you start off by walking through, and you can kind of see like it's it's almost like a, a, a prop warehouse of sorts. And, and in, in here, you're seeing making ofs from the original Mummy movie, but then also there's more videos that explain that – you know this this fictional sequel is being currently made right now revenge of the mummy and the the curse of the mummy this fictional curse um that you know has caused accidents and stuff on set they're starting to believe that it might actually be real like an exorcist scenario exactly they've so. actually cuz cuz apparently like the prop guy used are you are you about to say that the prop department's used an actual they wanted it to be real, so they yeah. found these real things. Well, they they have that, and so um, there's there's another part of it though where you know people need the uh, the magi symbol to keep them protected from the curse, and uh, and yeah, that's uh, it, you know it's one of those things. The story is very very hard to get on average when you're going through the mummy queue because anymore you don't really go slowly through this part unless it's a very very busy day so this this is a lot of the backstory that you really you just can't quite get anymore but um skipping ahead to the spoiler in the end we all know that um we all know that Brendan Fraser dessert. He, he wants demands his cup his of coffee. Cup of coffee, exactly. And um, so he gets his cup of coffee from this skeleton arm that kind of just pokes its its it's hand just, out. Thanks. And um, skip before that. There's a there's a in the original video. There is a craft service person who won't give him his coffee um, because he's not wearing the magi symbol and all that and you know this is just the opening to the part and you see props from the ride or from the the movie and just little things like that but then you're basically transported really quickly to the actual set and you're at this archaeological dig um in in egypt and it's a very very beautiful beautifully themed on the inside uh if you've been over to uh indiana jones adventure in uh disneyland think along those lines kind of it it has that almost that exact same feel to it um it's it's absolutely beautiful inside it's one of my favorite cues but i also love how when you go through some of the uh the twists and turns inside there's little surprises and moments that you can scare yourself and um we talked about it i don't even know if you were on the show this might have been all the way back to the sean days that we would talk about it there's one part of the queue where if you put if you get a group of people and you all put your hands on Mm -hmm. certain uh certain triggers at the same time it will trigger off the nbc ding 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 i didn't know that so yeah that's oh that's cool it's something we could never get to work but people who worked at the mummy at revenge of the mummy told us that it absolutely worked but um yeah there's just so so many cool details as you make your way reading about this like little hidden king kong 
thing. I got to go look for the next time. There's a hidden King Kong thing in there? Yeah, there's a golden statue of King Kong in the second scene of the ride, apparently. I did not know that. I, I didn't either. So this, I've never seen that. So well, I'm assuming in the scene with all the, the jewels yeah. that we'll talk about yeah, in a minute. So let's, uh, let's just jump into it. So you make your way through the queue. Beautiful, as I just said. Yeah, wonderful. And you get into your cart, which is uh, you know three rows and four seats in each row. It kind of looks like it's going to be. Uh, it looks like it's going to be like a simulator type of cart, but it's actually not. Um, it and it, it appears by all sorts that it's actually going to be a slow moving dark ride because then the ride starts and you move off slowly into the dark ride. You round mm-hmm. the corner and the first thing you hear is uh, Reggie, part of the crew, who's warning everyone that the curse is real and to get out is he's he's all wrapped up in his sarcophagus form and and out of nowhere imhotep busts out and does his silence i didn't didn't know that reggie was shouting for you to find the magi symbol yeah that's the that's it goes all goes back to the magi symbol only only the magi can save you now i just i i feel like the imhotep uh is it imhotep i'm sorry yeah imhotep yeah I I feel like he shouts over that part, so I've never really heard that part before. It's something like, maybe I just couldn't understand what he was saying. I could understand, like, oh, it's a trap. Get out of here, you know. So I'm going to have to, like, really, really listen for this next time. Yeah, but, so, no, you listen very closely to it. It is loud. It it over-distracts from it. It takes in some of the elements from that that pre-cue video that you have to pay attention to in order to get to that part. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, Imhotep pops out, and he wants to take all of our souls and so you round the corner into a dark room, and uh, this is that second room that you were talking about. And there's this giant mural that Imhotep's trying to kind of like lure us into and mm. give, give us all your riches. But then uh, things go sour, and the mummy—I I, don't—I want to say army. I don't know what they would actually be called, but the they soldiers—they pop up yeah. on both sides of you, and like it, it really catches you off guard the very first time you ride this. Um, when they well, because it's like they pop sides. up, and then there's fire there's coming fire. out everywhere, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, good lord!" Like it got really intense really quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it absolutely, it absolutely does. And so then it starts to appear that like if you don't get out of this room, the wall's going to come down, and it's going to trap you in there forever. So. So you quickly shoot out, and then you go into this room where there's, I this mean, creepy it's this creepy room. There's all these beetles that start pulling out the, the scarabs, and this is, uh, this is the first exciting part of this because, you know, it is moving relatively slow up to this point, but this is where you shoot out and you go backwards, and you start to make your approach backwards, and pull into the station and that's when Imhotep's face uh, pops up in front of you and warns you as you start to turn around 180 degrees that's when he warns you one of our favorite sayings here at the Diz because of our own John Magi yeah we always say not even the Magi can save you now <laughs> even though you know it doesn't really not work but we we always make that joke but um that's when when you start to launch up the lift hills and Imhotep saying, your souls are mine, and 
this is when you go into the roller coaster portion of the attraction. Up until this point, you know, you if if you weren't familiar at all with it, you might think it's just a dark ride. But then you go into the roller coaster coaster portion, which is, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say it's thrilling by any means. I would put it on the level of if you're familiar with Disney, like uh, the intensity of maybe a big thunder mountain. Uh, it's you know. like a really smooth big thunder mountain yeah no yeah. It, it's by no means super intense but um you know it, it's completely black in there they have black light uh mummies in there and emoteps and that all look like they're coming at you uh but then suddenly in the middle of the ride the ride just completely halts and uh it looks like there's a a, a ride operator up in a booth like kind of starting to be like okay well you know every it's thanks for riding, guys. Thanks for being there. But then Imhotep pops out, sucks out her soul like he mm-hmm. does. And this is this is the big fire effect then. Then That's right really above cool. you, yeah, really cool. it just it, – fire lights up all over the ceiling. And um, he's trying to get you one more time. And you shoot off into the darkness again, get your picture taken because what, what kind of roller coaster <laughs> would it be without getting your picture taken? And you, you travel through some tunnels until you wind right back up with, um, with Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell sitting there, uh, just smiling. And of course, uh, welcoming us back and then violently getting angry, uh, having to do the interview without his cup of coffee that he ended up never getting, and as we said earlier, hands him the coffee, and then the world is complete. Brendan Fraser once again is relevant for us. So always and forever. Yes. So just a, a absolutely phenomenal attraction. Um, I think one of all of our favorites. Uh, it opened up in Hollywood also in 2004, very shortly after a complete different ride, though. Um, where ours is Hollywood one's a minute long, less than the yeah Hollywood's is very short. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't. It's just. Hollywood. It, it doesn't have that end. It doesn't have the fire, the attendant at the it, end and suck out the fire. It kind of like it doesn't the end have is Brendan the Fraser either. Yeah. No, it doesn't have any of that elements. This is like with with the Hollywood version. It's more like you are in this sequel, Revenge of the Mummy, not the making of it. You're just in it, and so yeah, it's it lacks some of the the theatrics that go along with this one. I, I will say, in terms of this one, I think. Of the two, I think Hollywood's is a bit more thrilling. It's a bit more roller coaster ish. I, I think they do the dark effect a little bit yeah. better. Like when it's when it is completely dark and there's lightning, like that effect, like you can't see the track or yeah. anything, so it makes it like ghosts in the wind, you know? Yeah, no, really but cool. no, it is it's it's very, very different. Um completely. Uh I as a as a whole overall, I prefer ours in Universal Studios Florida yeah. to Hollywood's. Um while it's a great ride, it's a great thrill ride. It's definitely worth doing. You can't go there and say, "Yeah, you can't not do it." Yeah, there. You, you can't say like, "I've done it in Florida, so I, I don't have to do this one." You have to because it is very different. It's you're probably going to walk away a little disappointed, but if you look at it as two different rides, still really good. The only problem with theirs is it killed off their ET, which oh, that's, uh, that's yeah. where ET was. That's oh. where their ET was, and um, and. Uh, in uh it's also out in singapore but i've never i've never been to singapore so i don't know any information well, really one, about that this says it's identical to the florida one okay there it's, you go except for but then i read the ride and it doesn't sound identical so 
Because it's not quite the making of the movie. I think it just means maybe the track is identical okay, to the Florida yeah. one. Yeah, it's probably the track's identical, but then the story's slightly different. But um, yeah, no, it, it's it's a really great, uh, a really great attraction. It won some Golden Ticket awards throughout the years for best indoor coaster. Um, so, it, and I honestly. This is a tough one because we have to think about the indoor coasters that we have in Florida. But we have we have Revenge of the Mummy, we Rip have Ride? Space Mountain, or no, Rocket. I'm sorry, um, and Rock and Roller Rock Coaster. And, Roller Coaster yeah. and I, as much as I love the nostalgia of Space Mountain, as much as I I love the speed and the thrill of Rock and Roller Coaster, and the blend of the Aerosmith music as as a whole overall. Revenge of the Mummy may be the most unique too. Well, it, it doesn't just it doesn't it's not just exciting. It's 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 it, it, in compared to those three. I mean, rock, rock and roller coaster is very smooth as well. But and I know rock and roller coaster goes about fifteen miles faster than this one does. But it, like the theming is a little cheesy inside of yeah. rock and roller coaster because it's all neon Hollywood signs and like that's fine. That is what well, it is. That's I'm not what this asking does too, it to not be. So it does, it does, but it does, but it offers those cool effects like it offers yeah. that big room it offers that scarab effect it offers the fire on the ceiling and it does do the the the, the cheesy neon signs as well but i don't know i think yeah. it tells it tells a more complete story I, it, it absolutely does and i think that's a lot a lot of its appeal and that's why um before we decide whether it should or should not be in our universal hall of fame as we always do when we do these ride reviews um i, I think it is important to note that it is such a a, a good story from start to finish it tells yeah. that story the entire way too it, i believe it, it to a point it does immerse you into it um you know the the black light effects do kind of take away from that a little bit but um the story it, does yeah. have a start a middle and an ending, which I enjoy about that. And so the question I raise is we talked last week about if the mummy is a global success, the 2017 Tom Cruise one, will they, will they change it up? I said they probably will, but is it worth it to change it up when you have such a good story here, even though the movie might not be as relevant anymore is it is it the fact that the ride has a good story and people love it? Is that enough to keep this going? Well, I doubt that they'd be able to. I mean, potentially they could just retheme it to be like they're filming the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. Yeah. But I feel like they already would have done that if that was the approach they were going to take. Um, but as far as like giving it a little bit of a of a just like I wouldn't even call it a refurb i don't know i i i think the adjustments required to make it a little more like i don't want to say relevant but a little more modernized yeah. it, it it seems fairly minimal like it, you wouldn't have to really alter the actual story being ch- well i guess you wouldn't know what the magi is yeah assuming there's a i don't know that there's a magi or not in the new mummy movies and like that is an element from the the brandon fraser movies so it's kind of like you'd have to tweak the story a little bit probably this is all very very difficult because um and and that's why i pointed that out to you i i asked you that question first because it is it is incredibly difficult to think like i i think and i'll say it right now i think this is a hall of fame worthy attraction never did 
King Kong and confrontation. I, I didn't do that. I'm sure that is also a. I mean, by standard, it is King Kong and Universal. It has to be a Hall of Fame attraction. Um, but I think this was honestly, even though it's vastly different, I, I think it still is a, a Hall of Fame attraction. But I, it, it fights that new that new battle with Universal of relevance versus. Um, it, it, well, I, I don't even know what the battle exactly. I, I do agree. I, I think it is definitely a Hall of Fame attraction. I'll agree with you because it—it's it, like what we just said. As far as roller coasters go, period. It's definitely one of the ones that tells it tells a complete story, and it does it in a unique way. And it does it. It, it essentially combines the stuff I love about dark rides, but turns it into a roller coaster. And there are like now that I'm thinking about it, there's not really a lot of things yep. that do that. And and. Honestly, I wish that had been like maybe the future of attractions yeah. had been more thrilling, like dinosaur at, at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was not necessarily a roller coaster, but it's exciting and it's yeah. scary. And um, but it's really, really cool themed inside. Well, and this is this for me fits in that same realm. And so where I was trying to go with this is Universal lately has been on the relevance bandwagon. Uh, Throwing together a Fast and Furious attraction, a Jimmy Fallon attraction, because they are relevant right now. They're modernizing and they're their big, part. And yeah. they want it modern, and that's the attempt they were going to take with it. And But at the core, with Jimmy Fallon at least, it's not a great ride. So one day they will have to get rid of it because it will no longer be relevant, and it's not a great ride. Men in Black fits in the same category as Revenge of the Mummy. I, I don't think... Either the Men in Black series or the Mummy series, while still known and still loved by our generations, they are no longer relevant at all. But are both of those attractions so good that they have to bypass the relevance? I mean, in some cases, then you have a a classic attraction like Jaws or Back to the Future, still relevant, still a great ride. But well, here's, they here's move the it issue out, so. th- they, that they they face a little bit too is that everything in their parks is synergized. It's all it's all based on things. It's not at Disney where you can have, or at least not that I can think of. There's no original attraction. You know what I mean? There's no. I. It's it's all from something else. It's all based on with another the exception property. of like Universal uh, Horror Makeup Show, which even though it borrows from Universal properties, the concept of the show as a whole is their original idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, for, so for me, like, essentially, if if you want to keep this the mummy and and give it, make it a little more timeless, I think essentially, well, I don't know. I don't know. Do you really have to remove the Brendan Fraser stuff? Because I was thinking, like, you could remove that and make it more, more um, less uh, specific and more, uh, I don't forget the word. Uh, generalized yeah. or whatever, you know, then you could essentially just still always keep it that they're filming a mummy movie yeah. and this is the plot, you know? And well, I, essentially you could say that that's still being fulfilled by this. So like, I don't think you have to have seen the movies to appreciate the attraction. So I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, here's the deal. I think it should be in the universal hall of fame. You? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So, um, instead of us sitting here going back and forth, scratching our heads about it, I want to hear from everyone out there. What What do you think about uh, Revenge of the Mummy? Do you think it it does fall into this this level that it should not be touched at all? Um, is it? Do you find it relevant at all? What What should they do? Should they try to to bring in the new Mummy movie in the Dark Universe, regardless of whether or not it's a, it's a, uh, it's a success? Just 
because or or do we just keep it as this classic and say that maybe some of these maybe some of these attractions despite the movie no longer meaning the same amount still should have a purpose at Universal Studios Florida because I, I really want to know and uh, just as a whole yeah comment down below let us know uh, what you think of Revenge of the Mummy because I am always interested in hearing what everyone else thinks about some of our favorite rides so I of course will we'll let you vote on it too on the boards I don't know if I ever put it up for Dragon Challenge I don't think I did because again I was in the middle of the sea on a cruise <laughs> which I do apologize by that because I know some of y'all have fun voting on it and seeing the results um, but <laughs> because I worked at Dragon Challenge, it's officially in our Hall of Fame. That's yeah, all I'm saying. But we'll let you decide on Revenge of the Mummy. So that will be on Disboards um, at some point today uh, or tomorrow. Um, since, again, I'll be on vacation. But at least I won't be in the middle of the sea this time for that vacation. On top of a mountain. I'll be on top of a mountain. That's where I'll be, but uh, for real, though. Uh, so, no, thank you guys out there so much for uh, watching and listening to this. Of course, if you enjoyed it, make uh, make sure you head out to our show notes page. Uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, they lost me for a second. <laughs> Sorry, went to black there. Uh, make make sure you head to our show notes page, um, disunplugged.com. That's where you can find links to this show and all the other great shows on the Dis Unplugged podcast network. That's where you can find links to our social media channels. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and the rest uh, and make sure while you're watching this here on youtube if you're watching this and not listening make sure you're liking it uh commenting if you have stuff to say as i already asked you before and then also sharing because as always sharing is caring um, along with that if you are one of those great listeners out there make sure you are uh subscribing and uh rating us on itunes we always enjoy that feedback so again guys thank you so much out there we really do appreciate it rhino thank you so much for having this conversation with me today it was it was fun and great and mm -hmm. next week what we're going to be doing is we are going to have one of our very famous email shows so what i need y'all to do is uh start sending us questions at uo podcast uh, at disunplugged.com. Again, that's uopodcast at disunplugged.com. Uh, send us any questions you might have about anything. Uh, we are semi-experts. That's what, that's what I'm saying, because I feel we keep getting dumber and dumber as each day goes on. So um, I, at this point, I'm starting to be the only uh, the only thing I'm an expert at is Chipotle. But send us your questions. I'll open up a thread on Facebook uh, closer to that show where you'll be able to post more questions and just get them to us. So that way we can have that fun show. So we will be back again with you next week for another edition of the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, but until then, remember, we're not doing resolutions this week. See y'all. Thanks.